This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. So grateful that you tuned in today, and I'm so grateful that we finally were able to get this guest here. Some of these things take months and months, and with between, uh, I guess, COVID and schedules and everything else, we finally have the amazing Rob McCabe with us. He is the Mobile Meal uh, Pack Director for Lifeline Christian Ministry Missions. And, uh, and of course, uh, Rob, I'm so glad you, you and I finally connected. Nothing's easy, right? Nothing's easy, but man, it, it feels like a, a dream come true. It's like planning a vacation and it finally happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say, sometimes you have you have all these expect, expectations and plans and then all of a sudden you go on and it's like, well, what was that all about? But yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, I want to take you back to where Rob and I met. It was a number of months ago, actually, I think almost coming on uh, close to two years ago, I think, by yeah, now. Sure. But uh, yeah. um, what happened was is that I got involved with a, uh, um, a situation where we were packing a number of meals um, that would go into um, some underprivileged, underserved areas in the world. And uh, we had a chance to put together a nutritional meal. And it was so well organized. And the gentleman that was in charge, large and in charge, was Rob. And I got to thinking, my gosh, there are so many details that go into this. So before I rattle on into that direction, Rob, can you tell me a little bit about uh, Lifeline and about your role there, just so everybody understands what what you're all about? Oh, of course. And I, I remember the event well, thanks to you, Vic. Um, it, was, <laughs> yeah, it was November of 2019, and it was oh, actually... Wow. Um, it was 86,000 meals that we produced that went to the Lansing Food Bank. So how about that? Isn't that impressive? And that was working with area churches and businesses that all came together at the convention center, and we had a great time. So, so Lifeline really started 40 years ago. In fact, I like to say um, that Lifeline began in 1980 in Haiti with a man and a lady. So that's my little rap session. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a husband and wife that just took a mission trip to Haiti. Uh, she was a nurse, and he was a home builder. And by the time they left, at the end of that two weeks, they said, we've got to do something to help these people and use our talent and leadership to make a difference. And so over the 40 years now, uh, we take care of 12 different communities in Haiti alone mm. uh, with schools and churches and, and clinics. And then we're in Central America, um, out in uh, Winslow, Arizona, to the Navajo <laughs> Nation and, and the homeless there and all kinds of um, diverse populations needing help. And so uh, one of the things that came along was the need to create food. And so the easiest thing to tell you that we do in, in trying to love people in every single way that they need help in impoverished areas is providing food. So we do meals, these rice-based shelf-stable meals that go all around the world, including the U.S. for disaster relief. Yeah. Well, and, and I have to tell you, it's really it's really impressive to me when you think about some of the uh, the places that you've been. But just to clarify, the in Lansing uh, at that event, you did eighty six thousand meals that day with that group of volunteers, right? <laughs> yes, that's yeah, correct. I just want, I mean, I think there'd be a lot of people that'd be pretty impressed. Oh, you did that in a year? Good job. No, he did it in like four hours. Are you that's kidding correct. me? Yeah, so with, we're going to talk with the about help it. of Michigan, with, help, with the help of all the Michigan people that were there. There had to be 500 in that room. It was so cool. I got to tell you, and, and again, the reason why I think it's so impressive that we did something like this is that you have these types of, um, of uh, results doing some real good. And of 
course, just so everybody can understand, th- these this isn't a turkey and gravy and, and uh, cranberry kind of meal. But tell me, tell me about the meals that you put together and, and, and how you came to uh, get that menu, if you would. Oh, my, yes. Well, it, it, and, and it, it's been done before by other companies and is being do, done before by other organizations. And so we just modified recipes that already existed. One is, um, well, two of them are rice-based recipes. So one is rice and veggies, which is a soy yeah. uh, base, and one is rice and beans. And so depending on where they're going around the world, um, you have different ingredients. So let's say it was rice, and then you had the pinto be- pre-cooked pinto beans, uh, a vitamin powder, and then uh, dehydrated vegetables, so mm. like flakes of vegetables. All of those have certain uh, scoops or cups that go into this bag that's weighed and then heat sealed. And so there's six servings or six meals to a bag, and they have a shelf life generally of two years. Wow. But you'll find that they don't sit anywhere for that long. They'll, <laughs> they'll be eaten and con- you know consumed probably within six months of the time they're packed. Yeah. And how does that compare to the diet that that recipient normally has? I oh mean, what, what does that look yeah. like, what they're normally eating and what you guys are providing? Well, it, it'll definitely um, give 76% of all what Americans daily you know, needs require, but it's packed full of protein and um, nutrients and vitamins to help build muscle and bone. You know? mm-hmm. so, so if you imagine, you know, I have to say that a lot of places where this goes – uh, at least outside the U.S., it's it's the only meal a child or a person oh. may get that whole day. Wow. So it's it's robust and it's, it's very hearty. It may not sound like much and it may not look like much, but when you cook it, you've got this whole pot full of rice and hearty um, nutrients. So that's that's how it began. Was how do we get these people back on their feet so they can live a better life? Well, and I think that's so incredible. I, and, and Rob, you know, as I think about the, the conversation today, really, if you think about uh, leadership, in my opinion, it's influence, and it's also about making a difference in whatever corner of the world that you serve. And in this case, uh, you and your organization are serving several corners of the world, and many of them in much much greater need than anything that I could ever imagine. So grateful for what you do, Rob. So grateful you're with us here today on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. This is the Leadership Lowdown. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. 
I'm Vic Vershero, and I'm so honored and finally connecting with Rob McCabe. <laughs> he is the Mobile Meal Pack Director for an organization called Lifeline, and I'm so glad for what they do. So proud to be associated with them and, and uh, grateful for their, their mission around the world. And Rob, in our first segment, you mentioned that this is a 40-year organization. So can you take me back? Um, you, you mentioned a little bit about its, its origin. Can you take me back to how it's grown and what all happened uh, in those early days of the organization? Oh, I sure can. So uh, as I mentioned, um, the couple's name was Bob and Gretchen DeVoe, and they are our founders, and they are still on our board of directors here. Oh, and wow. uh, Yeah, on our advancement team. About three years ago, I suppose it was now, they stepped down from uh, the president and CEO role um, to just become spokespersons and sort of get away from, if you will, the business side of things. But they travel around. They'll speak to businesses and churches about this whole adventure, and it's wonderful. So um, what they saw with their eyes you know, broke their heart, uh, people living impoverished. And even, you know what, when we began, three out of five children before the age of five in Haiti would pass away from malnutrition or starvation. Oh, no. Give me that number uh, again. Three out of five? Three out of five children. Oh, yeah. Rob. That it was uh, horrible, and of course they witnessed it when they were there. So that'll break anybody's heart. You bet. And in fact, you know that's part of my message to people: is get out and see the poor, and you know use whatever resources you have to to bless people and make a difference. But so she being a nurse and he being a home builder. Now you're talking about Haiti, and it's earthquake prone and hurricane. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> so he um, he tested out a home building idea just to, to make sure that it was going to be strong enough, and it was. Over the f- forty years, it has withstood every uh, hurricane, all these homes that we've been <laughs> able to build, and every earthquake. So praise God for that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> praise the skills of people, um, and those can be done. They're like little twenty by forty. You know, uh, cinder block homes with a metal roof, uh, secure doors and windows, and um, for like five thousand dollars, you know, someone oh, can wow. contribute that money to have a home built, and even go on a trip when the when the COVID restrictions are listed, lifted, go to places like Haiti or Central America and and build homes or feed people or just converse with people, get to know another culture. So yeah. it began with starvation. It began with a need for homes. And um, then from there, of course, schools. We work with a pastor, typically. The pastor knows the people in the community. And then it's word of mouth, Vic. After yeah. that, it's there's this little village up in the hills here, or there's a town about you know five miles down the road that needs help. And you go, and you look, and you see, and you learn. You talk to people. You know, do your homework. And now, like I said, we're in 12 different communities. Well, actually, you know what? 16 different communities with 12 schools in Haiti. And a community could be you know, 50 people or 500 people. So it just depends. Um, and then around the world from there. So our goal is to educate, uh, keep people healthy, give them a more promising future, economic empowerment, you know, in other words, help them create a career. Sustainable, yeah. A job, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Rob, you know, what, what, man, what you do, there's just so much here that comes to mind. And I, I think about uh, being um, poor in America, uh, and being poor in the world, those are two different things. Um, mm, when you yeah. share with me that, that three out of five children in Haiti 
um, uh, were dying. Um, that's not our reality here in America. Now, now uh, again, very grateful for the blessings we have and the way we do things here in this country. But when I think about the needs across the world and what you're doing there, it's just mind-blowing. And, of course, the other thing is you, you mentioned go, go see the poor. I, years ago, I was in charge of a leadership program where we actually took uh, a, a large number of people into Mexico and stayed at some very fancy resorts, and we were totally blessed by that. That was awesome. Oh, yes. Well, just down the road, um, there was a very remote school that we brought boxes and boxes of of school supplies uh, um, uh, and uh, soccer balls and everything else. Oh, yeah. And we went up to that school. They, they met us there with these beautiful children. They were singing um, and uh, welcomed us, put on a little program. And then we went to each of their classrooms, and the classroom itself was would, would put you in tears compared to uh, what we typically view as classrooms mm-hmm. in America. And the, and the little bit that we did for them, they were like over the moon happy and touched yes. by that. And so when I think about the little plastic bag of food that we created um, in, that, in that meal pack here in Lansing, um, man, what a difference it makes. And, and when you say it feeds, it feeds a young child or feeds a person for uh, a full day, that, that's just quite a blessing. You, you have got to feel good mm-hmm. about the work you guys are doing. Yes, you know, as, as challenging and as physically strenuous as it can be, Boy, to drive away from an event like that—that <laughs> that is its own reward, right? Yeah. And, and meet and meeting all the good people out there. I think that's important nowadays, especially coming out of quarantine. Oh, yeah. and if you want to chase that, you know, with the social media, I think it's important to see that there are a lot of people here in America that still care a lot about one another and about the world. And loving people is still a very, very good thing. Well, it's, alive and, it's alive and well. It never goes out of vogue, that's for sure. And I think it's uh, it's one of our biblical commands as well to there help the poor and those that are less fortunate than ourselves. And, and uh, I am just stunned by that. Maybe what we need to do is have another meal pack right here in the 517 area code. So that, that would be a great start for us right now. But today, today we have a chance to hear about all the good things you're doing, Rob McCabe. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for Lifeline and joining us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Leadership Lowdown. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business.
Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. You found the Leadership Lowdown, and today we found Rob McCabe, who is the Mobile Meal Pack Director, which isn't necessarily the title you'll find in just any corporate world at all. What you'll find, though, is you will find that is a title for Lifeline, the organization that makes a difference around the world, helping to feed the poor and helping to reach out to the poor. So, Rob, I, man, you uh, you just inspire me with with the work you're doing and what Lifeline's doing, and I, I just... I. Uh, I'm a pretty sappy, uh, emotional guy anyway, so I tear up just thinking about the impact you're having. And man, that's such an inspiration to me. When did when did that hit you? I mean, you you weren't you didn't uh, come as a teenager to this organization. You started and said, "Let me let me let me see if I can help." When how'd that happen? That's right. Well, you know what? I got to a point. I was in uh, sales for about uh, thirty years. Um, let me let me rewind a second and say, by the way, Vic, I was born in Wayne, Michigan. Oh. Yes, <laughs> well, I, isn't that I, perfect? Yeah, and I attended uh, first and second grade in Lansing um, before moving to Ohio. My father was uh, he worked at the marketing department of General Motors, and and for most of his life he was uh, with the Air National Guard out of Selfridge. So I love oh, Michigan. Uh. My family and I took some vacation time over in Holland uh, a, a few months ago. Yeah, so. I love Michigan. But oh, that's awesome! I appreciate yeah. that little that little. By the way, just to cross pollinate, we have a, a new show that we started just recently called Michigan Corners, where we're talking about all things tourism and meeting Michigan oh, wow. events and such. So, uh, thanks for that plug. Uh, we yeah. love West Michigan; it's all great. So, <laughs> but but so there's your roots. Tell us about uh, yeah. how you how they sprouted. Well, I tell you what. So I got I got into sales. I sort of followed my father's footsteps, and um, I got to a point where. Um, I was always drawn to sales, not because of the money, but because of the customer service. So I wanted to know what made people tick, where their passions lied. And then about 30 years in, I just got to the point where I felt like, you know, it could have been God pulling my heartstrings and all that. But I just, in fact, I rely on your motto, Vic, where you say, anyone can make a living. I want to make a difference. Mm, yeah. we, we make a difference in everything that we do. And, and I didn't have to leave what I was doing to, to make a great difference in the world, right? Yeah. But, but something called me. I, I had to do something that I felt like would have great meaning, uh, whether I'm standing in front of my children's second grade class and telling what I do for a living, or wh- whether I'm standing on the other side of the gates of heaven and telling what I do with my life. Uh. We, we, we have stories that we have value that what we bring to the table. And, and I hope everyone listening realizes that they impact people every day and that they see what they, they do has value. But in, in my particular case, something just told me I needed to reach out and take care of children. And, um, and I felt like I had to do something about the poor. It was just, just this pulling on my heart. And wow. so, it got to the point where going for what matters rather than money or perks or status or comfort, going for what matters is what I felt was the significance I needed to make. So, mm. you know, a successful account executive and I gave up, it was scary, you know, giving up, oh, uh, income, giving up income and everything you had grown over the years with your various accounts. But as I said, I, I know that I made the right decision for, for Rob McCabe. And, um, you know, I just, 
I just really, I just really felt for people that were invisible and marginalized and yeah. without, yeah. without. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> a couple of things come to mind. What one is? Um, I, I have a sister I love dearly, and she is. I have two of them actually, but and I love them both. But one of them, uh, she mentioned uh, they were. She served uh, as the pastor's wife, if you will, uh, for a number of years, and um, uh, she her her tagline was, "Well, we may not get paid a whole lot right now, but the retirement benefits are out of this world." So I think that's always kind of right. fun. And and, uh, and the other thing, you know, Rob, I, I don't, I, I, again, it's just the way I'm built. Uh, there's, I'm envisioning this, this uh, poor child somewhere in the world that's, that's finally eating some healthy food that's ingesting stuff that you've packed maybe here in Lansing, Michigan, and it's sent and shipped around the world, and somebody is having a meal that might be the only meal in their day. That boy or that little girl may never, ever know that Rob McCabe was connected to that, but it's because of the work you do that it shows up around the world, and there's a brighter day for somebody some way and I'm going to tell you whether it's a thousand points of light or whatever it is it's that little bit of hope that you bring uh, into programs like this that I think sprout the dreams and visions of what could be and you just never know where these young people uh, grow up and become because we all have humble beginnings and man isn't that something and so I got to tell you uh, you got to jump out of bed even though sometimes uh, in your mornings you probably had some long nights before driving back home from big packing events or big events around the globe, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and you have to treasure your family time, too. So, oh, yeah. um, Because as you can imagine, these events are usually on weekends yep. because that's, that's when volunteers and people would be available. Um, so there's, there's balance that's needed there in making sure we have a good uh, staff base and also a mobile staff base, I should say, and also a volunteer base. Yeah. Um, to make sure that these events can happen, because I can't do them all by myself, obviously. Well, and that's um, and that's one thing. Anybody that's been around something like this, and if you can imagine eighty-six thousand meals being packed uh, in a matter of hours, uh, it's pretty pretty remarkable. And and really, Rob, that's really the one thing. Maybe in the next segment we can talk about is some of the details it takes to get so many volunteers organized and moved in the right direction. There's been some planning and some thought that went out. I'm sure some misfires that happened along the way. And so we want to hear all the juicy details in our next segment. So let's just take a moment to pay some bills and we'll be right back. This is Vic Versero here on the Leadership Lowdown. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. Michigan, 
Thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown. Today, our guest is Rob McCabe. He's the Mobile Meal Pack Director for an organization called Lifeline Christian Mission. And of course, Lifeline does a lot of great things around the world. And one of the things that we that I personally was involved in was, was a meal pack that happened here in Lansing. And and Rob, as we talked about it earlier, um, we said 86,000 meals. How, how many, how long did that take? It was a matter of hours but was that uh, uh, six hours, something like that? That it, that uh, how many meals would you typically pack in a in an eight hour day? That's a great great question. Let me let me put it this way: if one hundred people can pack fourteen thousand meals in an hour, oh wow! So so we had I, be, I believe it was five hundred people in the room somewhere around there. So we actually did probably the eighty six thousand meals in about two hours. Mm, yeah, that's so incredible. So, yeah, so it it does happen. It's fun. It's energetic. It's family friendly, and and to the business people out there, actually, it's it's an excellent way to for team building. Yeah, um, we even have a company there in Western Michigan that uses it for uh, continuous process improvement. That's what it is. Oh, so they they train new employees. They set up this assembly line. Um, and then they remove certain elements and they ask them, how would you make this better? How could you improve this model? It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the, here's the thing that I, that I think is, is uh, it's one thing to have a company where every day you come in and you assemble the same issues. You might make a part change or maybe a product change and you shift to a new thing going down the line. But again, it's it, it becomes then a repetition. So in your world, you bring uh, dunderheads like me into the into the mix. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm there going, what do you want me to do, Rob? And, and so are, uh, what, two, three, four, five hundred people <laughs> all looking at you going, yo, you, br- you backed a semi up to the Lansing Civic Center and you said, let's make a difference in the world which I'm like, amen, let's get rolling. <laughs> but the issue is we could have ran around for a long time and not had nearly the, the success. So tell me uh, tell me about how those processes were built and then sure. really how do you organize and make volunteers feel so good about the day? Sure. Well, most times um, getting the volunteers falls upon either the, the business or the church that is helping to fund the event. Oh, yeah, yep. Um, and so... Uh, a lot of times we can we can give instruction on how to uh, do a sign up genius registration or how to you know, lend uh, tips on how to register people. But with large events, you really need to uh, organize each assembly line with its own group and its own number. So you know you've got the blue team, you're up, you're blue team table number ten, that kind of thing. And every uh, assembly line has about ten people on it. The way ours works. So you've got groups of 10 that you need to, you know, make sure that when they come into the arena that they're led by a host mm-hmm. to their station. Um, and then when everyone's in place, and mind you, everyone's wearing hairnets, and then we have plastic gloves, that sort of thing. Yep. And then, of course, during COVID-sensitive times, face masks. But um, And so then we show a video. The easiest thing to do is to show a video on the large screen that explains the position of everybody on the assembly line. And um, once that's done, we have a team of people that will go around from assembly line to assembly line and make sure everybody is good to go. Most people get it right away. It's a very simple process. Um, and then uh, we just crank the music out and start having fun. And But the whole time you're rotating and making sure people are 
motivated. You're on a microphone to make sure that they know the total they've just done in that first 15 minutes, for example. Um, so it gathers momentum as it goes. Yeah. And people, boy, once they get the rhythm down with that assembly line, they are coming up with their own cheers every time they finish <laughs> a box. And it's, it is. It, it kind of creates its own fun. Well, and it, it truly is dynamic when you have that many different groups in there. In this case, <laughs> I think this was sponsored by the Lansing um, uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau who helped us get the Lansing Civic Center, which is no easy That's task. Right. And then, of course, you have a number of churches and other volunteer organizations mm-hmm. that were able to amass the people to come down there. And and coming through the door, you know, everybody has a good feeling about it because you know something special is going to happen. But honestly, Rob, you showed up. If I think of uh, 86,000 meals, uh, that's got to be 40, 40 tons of, uh, of food. Uh, that you backed a semi-trailer up to the Lansing right. uh, Civic Center and said, "Okay, let's get organized." And I mean, oh, sure. most of us would be in the fetal position before long because it's like, <laughs> ah, "What do I do now?" Sure, so, yeah, well, so that's, exciting. That's, usually, that's why I usually ride shotgun so I could be in the fetal position on the way there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. In preparation, but, right? That's right. That's right. But you know, I think it was Mother Teresa that said, "You can do what I cannot do, and I can do what you cannot do. But together, we can do great things." And oh, wow. so, what happens is you just get your volunteer staff that's there to um, to help set up. So we'll have X number of people, depending on how many stations there are, ready to. We'll set up a model station. They'll just repeat it at all the different stations, and then the groups come in, take their place, and. Away we go. And then the same thing with loading it all out, right? The loadout. You need a team of people to do that. And God bless the people in Michigan because they, they come forth. When you ask for help, they are there. <laughs> well, I love it. It was a lot of fun. And I remember one of my biggest challenges was trying to get the same number of meals that I was supposed to have in each box because the box can't go out with less than the appropriate number. And I'm I'm like <laughs> jumping on the box, I'm taping it, trying to do the best I can, you know. And, and anyways, it was it was just a hoot and a holler. And, uh, and of course, you know, you can have all kinds of fun. I think you make your choices about the kind of fun you want to have in a day but when you're making a difference in the world and you're helping people that may not get a meal helping them get that meal that's a pretty powerful day no matter where it's at or what you do so again rob we're so glad you're leading us so glad you're sharing this with us today and we're so glad you tuned into the michigan business network this is the leadership lowdown i'm vic versero we'll be right back Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Today we have Rob McCabe here on the Michigan Business Network on the Leadership Lowdown. And Rob is the Mobile Meal Pack Director for an organization called Lifeline. I'm grateful for what they do in the world because I think the world is better off because of the work they do and the meals they're providing and the support they give to people that are underprivileged. And Rob, in this this last segment, we talked about pulling a semi-truck with 40, 50 tons of of food up to a a meal pack site. Um, There's got to be days when that just doesn't go right. Are, are, are there moments when you're going, uh, okay, God, this is yours. I, I got nothing. <laughs> How do you wow, get past yeah. some of the challenges? 
Oh, my goodness. We're, we're actually dealing with something right now, and I'll, I'll get to that. But, you know, the big buzzword over the last year was pivot, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. We've all had to pivot and adjust the way we do business um, to address the needs of the marketplace. So adaptability. So we've had to revise the way we format our events because of social distancing. So we've had to downsize our events to accommodate smaller groups. Um, some organizations um, have a large minimum dollar amount to participate, but we don't. We, oh, we yeah. are It's totally whatever budget people want to offer. So, um, so that became so important during these tough times that people, um, you know, said, we, we need you because we don't have the big budget. We don't have a lot of people. So um, the wonder of 2020 was that we still did an amazing number of meals Typically, in a pre-COVID world, we were doing uh, eight to nine million meals a year. But even with being shut down or off the road for five months, you know, meaning no meal pack events yeah. and no travel, we did seven million meals no for wow. hungry families around the world. So thanks to people that still hung on to wanting to hold out a hand of hope to people. So, yeah. so about problem solving beyond that. So we, we used to have our own uh, box truck. But it, you know, got old and it died, and that's the way it goes. And we're we're we survive on donations, and so it just wasn't in the budget to buy a big box truck. Um, and so we use rental trucks. And so, um, by the way, if anybody out there has <laughs> a way to get us a box truck, yeah, right. give, give me a market. call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so we have to rent trucks most of the time, and so we run into issues because there's those annual weekends for those companies that uh, where trucks are difficult to come by, you know, like when college kids are moving oh, to and from point. college yeah. and home sales are up, uh, special events for, you know, county fairs and things. So, so sometimes uh, uh, there's trucks, trucks are not available. And it's, it's been a real issue because we're a national account and yet we can't pre for some reason we can't pre-order things and mm. um, you know, we can't re- reserve them. And so uh, we've had to check other, avenues for different size vehicles and maybe send multiple staff and smaller vehicles to cover an event but we've never missed an event so that's the really good news <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean someone said that what was it leadership is the ability to hide your panic from others <laughs> oh wow i gotta write that one down <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah well and we've all been i think we've all been in those situations where the where it looks unsurmountable, like, like we're not going to make it. I, I've planned conferences and events and conventions, and and I've been there uh, sweating bullets, uh, you know, with, <laughs> yes. with a week out going, I don't think we're going to make it. And somehow we always do. And, of course, that's always a gratifying thing when you actually can deliver with everybody uh, anticipating, waiting on you to be there. Yeah. So when you think about some of the greatest challenges that you personally have had to to deal with, it doesn't sound like getting enough volunteers is your issue. Um, it might be more logistical. Is that is that, that tend is to be correct. true? That is absolutely true. Um, so there's there's that issue, which you know someday we'll have our own fleet of trucks, and that'll help solve some issues. But I should also add that we have done and we will be doing um, seven events on a given weekend around the country. So keep that in mind. That's you know seven vehicles at least oh, wow. um, that we have to rent or own. And um, they could be anywhere from California to Florida to Maine because we're all over the country with yeah. these events. And, and by the way, we're mobile out of Columbus, Ohio, um, but we also have a Denver office so that we kind of share the different sides of the United States. Are but, the food supplies, Rob, rolling into those two locations and then you're trucking 
those the supplies out from there? Is that the way that works? Well, for a very, very large event like we did with Lansing, um, that was the ingredients were trucked in, but we bring all the equipment. Oh, yeah. So y- your average event is we load the truck full of the ingredients and the equipment. The whole, the whole show goes on our truck and we bring it to you. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's how it works. So, and uh, another issue from time to time is you get to the event and you find out you're missing equipment. Oh. So, <laughs> so we, we, you know, we typically have either staff or volunteers pull the equipment from a pick sheet. Yeah. Um, but you know, mistakes happen. It obviously. Happens, yeah. There, there's been funny stories where we didn't have a funnel, for example, and I had to run out to a store and buy something like <laughs> automotive store and buy their funnels and cut them down to size so they would work right and make sure they were washed and you know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh my goodness well, and the flexibility is the key again pivot but uh, you know i think <laughs> here's here's the one thing hey it doesn't matter what what's on your business card but when you got something like that's got to happen uh the guy in charge is out uh, cutting down funnels and washing them up and doing what's got to be done right <laughs> it, it's time to get exactly. over your bad self and go get the job done Right. That's right. I, I think every business owner and um, anybody whose heart is into the company where they work, they get that. Yeah. Well, and there, there's a lot of people listening in that, that said, yeah, I used to uh, be the head janitor as well as the CEO. And it's the whole, <laughs> it's the whole thing that happens. And, and when you got a job that's got to get done and, you know, um, so many jobs are worthwhile and so many efforts are worthwhile, but I can't think of any uh, finer uh, moments than uh, taking time out to wash a funnel, to go uh, do whatever's yeah. got to be done to help feed the world. So uh, Rob, you're doing great things. We're so glad you joined us here on the Michigan Business Network. So glad you tuned in to Leadership Loaded. I'm Vic Versero. We're going to be right back. to travel for fun and excitement, craving a relaxing getaway. No matter where you want to go or what you want to do, you can trust Dean Trailways to get you there. Our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel. No traffic to worry about, no parking fees, no hassle. Are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall? Let Dean Trailways bring on the heat and take you to Fire Keepers, Michigan's newest gaming hotspot. Experience the thrills of the slots, blackjack, craps, the live poker room, and indulge in the world-class restaurants, all while counting on Dean to bring you home safely. Dean Trailways of Michigan. Travel smart. This is Vic Versero here on the Michigan Business Network. Thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown, and thanks for Rob McCabe taking time out from his busy, important work down at uh, Lifeline and helping us to understand some of the great work that's being done. And Rob, you know, honestly, uh, from the minute I met you um, moving forward, watching you in action, and now having the privilege of talking to you today, um, I I think uh, something that's really important to me is uh, servant leadership. Uh, mm. And it feels like that's something that uh, that courses through your heart. You left uh, a successful um, corporate uh, position, uh, and you came here to uh, help people that are underprivileged throughout the world. And man, uh, if that doesn't speak uh, servant leadership, I don't know what does. So tell me about um, uh, people that you've seen, uh, things that drive you. Uh, mm-hmm. That servant leadership is pretty pretty powerful in you. Yes, and I should say that our our president Ben Sims, who uh, took over for Bob and Gretchen DeVoe those three years ago, um, he is a servant leader, and um, we we all try to be here mm. at Lifeline. Um, so a, a servant leader, basically, it's, first of all, it's about listening. Um, so traditional leaders, you know, basically are speak they speak. You know, they give the commands, and yeah. you go go do. 
a servant leader will listen. And that's what we've learned by listening even in the communities where we serve. Uh, we've, we've changed policies even based on what the people in the community really, how they really felt and their perception of, you know, us coming in to help them um, because we don't command what a community should do. We listen in, to their real needs yeah. and, and address that. So servant leaders listen, first of all. So we listen to the hearts of our staff and especially our volunteers. Heaven forbid we, we burn out a volunteer, right? We <laughs> want to make sure that we understand how much time they can give us and, and also their, their life, their personal life. That's very important. So also we see leadership as an opportunity to serve others, you know, rather than let's say a rank to obtain or something. So right. no matter where you are in lifeline, it's all about serving others. And, um, and then of course we measure uh, success through growth and development in those communities and among our staff. Yeah. You know, we, we make sure, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I just, you, the servant leadership, you, you mentioned burning out volunteers. I thought that that was really uh, insightful because, Rob, how, how, do you, how do you do that? My experience is that people will give you an awful lot if they feel appreciated and not uh, devalued or taken advantage of. And so how do you mm. let a volunteer know as a servant leader how important they are? Well, I think it was Dwight Eisenhower. That said, uh, leadership is um, is the art of getting someone to do something you want done because he wants to do it. He or she wants to do <laughs> oh, it, wow, yeah. and that's and so it, it's understanding their heart. Whenever a volunteer comes on board here at Lifeline, they fill out a survey so that we can understand not just their skill set, but their heart's desire. And why are you here? How do you hope to grow? What do you hope to learn? How can we help you? And so it's all about fulfilling. Um, the adventure that's in their heart. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we we're, at Lifeline, our mission statement is is basically um, sparking lives on mission for God. <laughs> so uh-huh. everyone has a purpose, right? Yeah. So maybe Lifeline won't be the long term purpose for that volunteer, but it gets their feet wet and helps them discover who they are. In, in their place in the world. Wow. Well, uh, honestly, Rob, it's so so amazing, and I got I got to believe people that have that have uh, tuning into this program have got to be uh, interested in how would they ever be able to be involved in something like this, or to maybe set up a uh, a food pack opportunity in their own community and to do something really cool because it was cool way back <laughs> when we did ours. So tell me, uh, what, how do they get a hold of you guys? What how, how where would they start? Sure. The best way is to email me directly, which is rob.mccabe, M-C-C-A-B-E, at lifeline.org. And we can start the conversation there and go to a Zoom call and face-to-face visit, whatever it takes. But again, there's no minimum, so it's really uh, amazingly affordable. And your employees and staff will be amazed at how many meals they can pack in a short amount of time. Would it, so would I would I typically have to raise some money in order to pay for these meals, and would I have to uh, get volunteers going? Is that kind of how that works? Yes. Um, so it's real. So I guess broadly speaking, it's twenty five cents a meal. Wow. And then and, and then whatever the logistics is, the mileage and the fuel and the rental truck for, to go from Columbus, Ohio, or Denver. Yeah. Well, I guess we're talking Michigan. So just from Columbus, Ohio to to you. Right. Right. 
Well, and isn't that remarkable when you th- think about the opportunity that's there? I mean, for a quarter, uh, 25 cents, you're feeding somebody for a, a meal that they may not get anywhere mm-hmm. else. I, man, right. that just is stunning. It's, it's so in- incredibly important. Rob, I need to begin, uh, I guess, wrapping this up and just say thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing. It's really important. Well, likewise, Vic. This opportunity is an honor, and um, I look forward to meeting my beloved uh, people of Michigan. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll stimulate some more people that want to get some food packed because I got to tell you, 86,000 meals later, I've never done anything that's been so much fun and me- and meant so much around the world. Rob, um, I want to say, want to say thank you for the work you're doing, the incredible difference you're making in the world. Um, I, I am just in awe at, uh, at what has transpired here in terms of the things that you guys are doing and the, and the difference it makes, uh, in the lives of children and people around the world. So thank you. Um, on behalf of the people of Michigan uh, for the work you're doing throughout the world. Thank you to Lifeline for the work they're doing. And thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Vercherot and the Leadership Lowdown. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in.